0: Yeah, there's great fees on it, right? I mean, it depends on where your ATM is. Uh, And and the funny side point to that is you put an ATM in a cannabis cannabis dispensary because they're so cash-based. Hopefully you don't rake people over the coals with fees, but uh, they can be very lucrative. About 15 times. um,
1: You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to getlatka.com. Hey folks, my guest today is Justin Fisher. He's helping financial institutions bank higher risk businesses. The company URL, if you want to follow along, is called riskscout.com. Justin, you ready to take us to the top? Let's do it. All right, what's that mean, bank higher risk businesses? Uh,
0: Well, essentially banks bank, you know, consumers and regular businesses all the time. Uh, Higher risk businesses in our world are THC, so cannabis, hemp, CBD, uh, MSBs, which are money service businesses. They move cash. Uh, ATMs, and there's about 30 other types, but basically they require a lot of additional due
1: diligence and compliance before the bank can ensure that they can bank them uh, appropriately. Give me an example. So I'm an investor that owns a bunch of ATMs. I want to bank with JP Morgan Chase. JP Morgan won't take me. Why don't they like ATM revenue?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. So uh, ATMs are heavy in cash, right? Doesn't mean you're doing criminal activity, but because you're dealing with a lot of cash, uh, the source of funds can be obscured, Right. So um, the other side of ATMs is they can be kind of dangerous, especially if you decide to fill them yourselves. So between those two concerns, the banks, um, you know, generally shy away from banking ATM operators is what that's called. Uh, little little fact that people don't know: sixty percent of the ATMs in the country uh, are actually run by independent operators. And when all this pandemic and surplus cash came out, like that's where people got their cash was in you know rural areas or even urban areas where a bank logoed ATM isn't there. So they, they they do provide a really important service. I mean, we're all down on Sixth Street sometimes and we need cash, right? That's an independent ATM, you know? Is that a good business? Can you make a lot of money running an ATM? Yeah, there's great fees on it, right? I mean, it depends on where your ATM is. Uh, and, and the funny side point to that is you put an ATM in a cannabis cannabis dispensary because they're so cash-based. Um, hopefully you don't rake people over the coals with fees, but uh, they can be very lucrative. About 15 times um, the profitability as a, as a regular ATM.
1: Wow. How many
0: ATMs are there in the United States? Oh, that's a good question. Um, Hundreds of thousands. I don't know the exact answer to that, but definitely the larger percentage is non-bank ATMs. Why
1: has anyone rolled up independent operators?
0: Uh, That's a good question. A lot of these operators are longtime uh, family-owned businesses. Um, A lot of them are, um, like uh, one of the guys I spoke to runs a bunch of arcade machines and you know, uh, you know, all that kind of work. So it, it's just kind of an, an aging industry. It, and it also brings to the point, they've been doing this for decades. Why is it a banking issue, right? Um, just to kind of compound on that a little bit, the, the banking industry is um, really led by uh, federal regulators, right, and state-based regulators, but a bunch of different acronym agencies that, that enforce compliance. And in the last probably decade or so, their guidance has been very convoluted and difficult for banks to follow. So it ends up making ridiculous things come out um, when the examiner sits and talks with the bank. So Nathan, you've got 300 ATMs. You know what? I'm going to decide to make you have to open up three diff, th- 300 different bank accounts for every ATM, just so I can separate cash easier. And an examiner oh actually told a bank that, and forced the bank to not be able to bank that 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 business. Right? And they 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 force them through saying, "Hey, this could be an enforcement action
1: to you." So wow. Yeah. If I so if I open one ATM, I don't even know how much. Like every Monday morning, I'd have to take a slug of cash and stick it in the back of the machine. How much cash is usually in an ATM? Like how much would I be carrying down Sixth Street to restock my ATM? Uh,
0: hundreds of thousands of dollars. It depends on how you do your your, your process. But mostly, most ATM machines will only have about 20K or less in them. Uh, but I mean, I'm sure you've seen in the news where people pull up trucks and drag these ATMs out and do all kinds of crazy stuff. You know, you take a, a, you know an ounce of um, intelligence and you watch someone feed it you know, not, not advocating crime, but that's unfortunately a very sensitive area. And so that's why you'll see more armored car services. But every time you, you use those other third parties, they're cutting in on your fees, right?
1: That's fascinating. And I'm wanting to go, I'm wanting to go roll up a bunch of ATMs now. Okay. Inter- okay. So how do you help? How, how do you make money? So we help
0: make, uh, we make money by helping, uh, the institutions do compliance, right? So, uh, when a, let's just say, let's just take a different market, like a, a THC dispensary, right? You know, in Oklahoma has a ton of them. Texas, we're not quite there, but you know, uh, an Oklahoma uh, THC dispensary says, "Hey, I have to have a bank account. I got to make payroll. I got to, you know, I got to do something with this cash. You can't sit in a safe, which is also unsafe." And so, um, they will bring it to the bank. Well, the bank has to do all this due diligence. Where's your license? Like, you know, um, you know, what is your criminal background? All that kind of stuff they've got to do, and all that due diligence ends up in like word documents, uh, you know, uh, back check background check systems, and all these disparate places. Well, then imagine if you if you have pretty much the only bank that's banking THC in Oklahoma. There's only a handful. And you've got hundreds to thousands of those customers, right? They're hugely profitable for you. You got great fees, but you're just a you know person in their mid-50s who's like literally trying to do this with manual processes. We come in and we automate all that process. And so when the examiner then comes in and says, okay, Nathan, show me where you did everything you said you're supposed to do, you can say right here inside Risk Scout, we have every, you know, every
1: T crossed and every I dotted like I this see. is all our compliance stuff. So who, who is, who's paying you, the, the owner of the cannabis business or JP Morgan that wants to bank the cannabis business? The banks, the banks and credit unions themselves. In fact, most of them are community banks and credit unions. So not even at the
0: JP Morgan level, like there's 8,000 community banks and credit unions in the US, right? 98% of them are under $10 billion, meaning they're like everyone you see around Austin or
1: anywhere you know where they've got a handful of branches and they're just trying to bank their community. Interesting. Okay, what is it? What does an average bank or credit union pay you per month to, to use your tech?
0: Yeah, no. So the great thing is we start off small, so we have a five thousand dollars minimum. So it's enterprise software, right? Uh, but we have a five thousand dollars minimum. But very quickly, annually um, or monthly? Uh, monthly MRR, okay. yeah. And what's great about it is um, our banks end up growing. We we had a customer who was at that in November, who's now over twenty k in just a you know matter of months, right? Um, hmm. And part of that, Nathan, is because we, we actually charge off of each business that's under compliance. So as their businesses start growing, even if those businesses are just buying multiple products or working in multiple markets, those are all individual pricing for us. So uh, here, here's the model, right? So y- you are a bank and you want to bank someone. Okay, well, you're going to charge them $250 a month um, because it's hard to bank their kind of industry. And they're happy because they have consistent banking. So $250 a month is kind of expensive in the normal banking world, but in high risk, it's actually really cheap. You know, they'll pay us, say, $150 right, for that compliance work. And then as they grow and the more products they stack on top of that customer, like maybe I'm going to do merchant processing for you or insurance, then now I get to stack more and more fees. And plus, I'm getting all the deposits, all the loans, all of the additional financial products. So we manage and open all that up. And all those apps just come through our system. And all the ongoing maintenance of the compliance is between the bank and you over Electronic means now, right? Over the phones yeah. and, and online, so much. So, how much many money. how many total banks pay you at least a dollar per month? Pay us at least a dollar per month. Um, so we have I'm, under a under a dozen banks. We have over a thousand businesses on the system. Um, we have, like I said, probably an average of usage right now is averaging in the fifteen to twenty k a month MRR.
1: You're, that's where you're at right now, fifteen to twenty k MRR. Yeah, as a business.
0: No, 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 no. So average of our of our customers, uh, as a business, we're right under
1: 500K of AR. Okay, this is great. Wow, what a story. Yeah. Okay, got it. So just to be clear, you've got 10 banks paying you for 1,000 seats, and a seat is a cannabis business that they're trying to bank, right? Right, right. And, you're to- and they're paying, you know, well, hold on, if you have... Okay, got it, under a dozen. So if you have like five or six customers paying sort of 10, 15 grand a month, that's where you get your 500,000 ARR. Correct, correct. I see. Yeah. Yep. Okay, really interesting. How did you tell me the story of how you got your first customer? Uh,
0: yeah, well, also, I, this isn't my first rodeo. I've been doing this for 20 years. I was with a company here in Austin called Q2. Now everybody knows who Q2 is because we're literally on the MLS stadium that had the game last night. So uh, but I was around in that, that, that company when we were really young. Um, I've done business, B2B SaaS for banks for a long time. And I was out looking at this market. Um, I'm a solutions guy first. So I went and looked at what the pain points were uh, in, in banking right now. And there's lots of people doing money movement and all kinds of stuff like that. But people overlook these kind of block and tackling things that happen at banks. And so I went in and worked with some compliance officers in a couple of key banks who also became investors of ours. And uh, that oh, how was about much two years pay? ago. Um, so we was, was a little over 3 million. Okay. And launch was, you said 2018? So we, we, we actually started in late 2019. Um, and then the pandemic year was a weird year, um, just for everybody, but we had, we, we did a lot of building in that year and then came out with a new brand risk out, um, new, new brand offering kind of re, you know, pivoted that, um, name. And, uh, and then, so this is your, really our breakout year. So we had, we had, you know, essentially 5k in revenue a month, um, you know, near like November of last year. Now we're, you know, approaching half, you know, uh, half a million of AR we're actually at the end of the year, we're approaching over a million of AR on track for so it's That's great. It's, it's really yeah. coming out, and um, you know, it's uh, it's great. Big, big, big banks now too. We're not seeing as many small banks.
1: Where's that growth going to come from? Adding more seats to the four or five customers you're with right now, or adding new whole banks altogether? Both. So
0: we call that expansion growth. Um, you know, or organic growth. Uh, we also have cross sale growth. So adding additional products and services, additional um, you know templates. Like you want to do merchant processing, you want to do insurance. We can spin those up really quickly. Uh, at the core of what we built is essentially you probably heard the term no code, right? We built our own no code platform. And so that allows us to not have to have developers launch apps, we can actually have our, our team back here launch the apps for the, the, the banks, right?
1: But so uh, How much, how much yeah. did you raise then back in 2019? Three, you said? Three total. So we did it like, you know, like a, a two seed round, like a seed one, two. Yeah. I see. Okay. And did you price those or were they were on notes with caps? Uh, yeah. So the first one
0: was basically your typical safe, right? With the cap. And then the second one, uh, was a price round.
1: Okay. That first round with the cap, how much was that for? Uh, we did 800 K in the first round. Okay. So, so, and what cap did you run that? Like a 5 million is, is, is Yeah, we crazy. did that straight out of the gate. That was like,
0: you know, we just came out, we had a great team deck, you know, it's the typical, like, what's the formula look like? Yeah. Well, about 5 million in valuation. And, you know, you figure out a discount for everybody, get everybody involved bunch of my early right. investors were Experian and bankers and lots of great people. So, you know, it was a lot, you know, the first day of enthusiasm
1: as you get going, right. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I also invested as well. And then you raised two, well, how much of the 800 did you put in? Uh hundred K. So, I mean, is that, imp- I don't know if you're like super rich or not. Does that mean a lot to you? Like, are you all uh, in? Yeah,
0: yeah, that's, that's all in. And then I'll be in okay. the next round as well too. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm paring in there. So I'm throwing in each round. So,
1: okay. And then the 2.2 million you, you raised during COVID, I guess uh yeah man that was a weird time yeah right in the middle of COVID yeah i mean i want to learn that story so what was the valuation you raised that on uh we raised that valuation um at uh, 12 million okay and, and how did you just um, during COVID? i mean that's crazy
0: yeah no look i mean i i think you know the challenging thing is i have all my existing contacts and they knew where we were but uh, i think the biggest problem with new companies taking on new round of capital was that you know in the first parts of COVID all the way to the mid um, you know, VCs were looking at um, you know uh, stabilizing their existing portfolio, right? And so for us, we went back to some existing investors who knew the the story, wanted to be involved, and in, you know, some of them just instead of being pro rata, came in more than where they were and said, you know, we're we're in it. We're we're going to come in
1: with you. Any so plans to raise in the near term?
0: Yeah, actually, so we're uh, we're on a you know the the typical start of a Series A now, given that our you know revenues are cresting that point. Um, and, and really, honestly, the biggest part is, you know, we're in that typical flux now where time to add more devs, time to add more sales. Uh, I can't mention the two partnerships we just landed, but they open up about 3,500 banks, trusted wow. partnerships for resale. Yeah. So that's another thing is rather than build a big sales team working with our trusted partners to be able to push out, you know, um, channel partners, if you will, right. What we do makes the enterprise sales go a lot faster.
1: Justin, what's the team size today? Uh, 15. How many engineers? Uh, eight. And how crazy are you comfortable getting with burn? Are you guys burning like net burn 50 grand a month right now? Or what's that look like? Uh,
0: yeah. I mean, look, I, you know, our net burn isn't, isn't bad. Um, what I try to look at it as is, you know, really might try to make sure we don't get under that four or five month of um, runway burn because I just don't want to get in a spot. Like I'm never one to hire and then have to worry about putting people on, you know, dock. So, um, and I'm, I'm lowest paid employee, um, you know, in the, in the company. So I <laughs> think awesome. the, the bottom line is for us is, um, you know, just get a good raise here. Get, see if we can um, we can we can get a good valuation. And Fintech is is pretty enthusiastic right now. How so much do you want to raise,
1: and what would you consider a good valuation? Uh,
0: you know, like I, I think we're we're going to be looking around eight to ten. It's so a pretty typical Series A round. Um, you know, honestly, man, the valuation is going to be interesting, right? Some some of this is what market to bear, but you know, if I'm a I'm a founder saying what I want, I mean, I think we're in the in the mid thirties, the high forties, um, mm-hmm. you know, somewhere in there,
1: depending on how we look at the the TAM and the the process, right? Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. I'm obviously rooting for you. It sounds like you've had no churn and you have a clear path to driving expansion revenue. Your net dollar retention past 12 months has got to be over hundred percent, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The churn is like absolutely
0: non-existent, right? Because the uh, the only churn that we kind of exposed to is if a bank calls
1: back their program, but they don't really churn the enterprise agreements with us because it's, it's very sticky, right? Yep. Yep. What a story, Justin. Let's wrap up with the famous five here, man. Number one, favorite book uh okay i I always listen to your podcast on this and there's so many really great you listen you listen to to the show you enjoy it
0: i listen to the show i enjoy it i like the rapid fire it's awesome stuff man
1: you always Um, go nathan why do founders agree to come on your show and you're just gonna beat them up so i can ask you this you know the show format why did you agree to come uh, on uh, because I, because I think it's fun. I think, I think, I think actually most importantly, I think there's
0: a lot of people like me five, 10 years ago that didn't run a business, ran other, you know, big PNLs and everything and don't know these things. And I think it's important to get the at-bats and you do the at-bats faster than anybody. So, you know, credit to you. And I think it's, I think it's worthwhile, you know, pushing that forward, paying it forward.
1: Right. Well, thanks for being transparent, man. It doesn't work without you. So what, what, what's your book?
0: Yeah. So anatomy of peace, um, yeah. written by Arbinger Institute. If you haven't read it, it's absolutely important. Uh, I've read almost every business book in in the, in the typical ones, you know, um, but this one is about, um, removing the obstacle that is working with people, right. Treating people like obstacles, um, is kind of a natural human condition. And so I think reading this and understanding it is a little bit of a religious connotation, but not being overly religious, just more about
1: understanding that people are people, you know, I love that. Number two, is there a founder you're following or studying? Man, uh, I I usually follow Elon. I mean, I think breaking the
0: eggs and getting things done is pretty fascinating. At the same time, you know, wildly irresponsible sometimes, but I like following and seeing what he's going to do. And then Richard Branson later, I mean, how can you not follow these two guys and, you know, what
1: they've been doing? So, number three, Justin, favorite online tool for building Risk Scout besides your own? Uh, I mean, personally, for me, Risk Scout Mixmax is is a
0: lifesaver because I just, i can't do the calendar thing i got to be able to send calendar appointments all out everywhere and i i can never go back to like when what time period what's you know time zone so MixMax has got a ton of features i don't even use all of them yet but um I, I like them a lot
1: number four how many hours of sleep do you get every night i sleep pretty good <laughs> uh you know it's stressful during the day but uh i get about eight hours of sleep that's great and what uh what's your situation married single,
0: kiddos? Uh, married to kids or teenagers. So it's a little easier. They're, they're usually sleeping pretty late, especially in the summer.
1: So. That's a busy guy though. How old are you? Uh, I'm in early forties, 42, 42. Last question. What's something you wish you knew when you were 20? Uh, man,
0: I'll tell you, it's the lesson that anatomy of peace taught me. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you this way. Sometimes meritocracy builds internal struggle, internal competition, right? I've been in way too many businesses where it's like sales versus development or sales versus operations or what have you, right? And it's, it's always about who's going to make the numbers, who's going to make President's Club and end up on the beach. That's well, generally the sales team, right? So what it comes down to is really realizing we're all in the same boat, even though we have different factions or you know areas of that boat and not treating people like an obstacle to your way, but, a, a, but someone who can reach your hand up and pick you up. And I think if people get that concept, um, read those books, but get that concept, I think Everything in business works better,
1: guys. Risk Scout grew from five grand a month last year in revenue to forty thousand dollars a month today in revenue, on a path to break a million in terms of AR by the end of this year. They've raised about three million bucks to do it. Last one was two point two million on twelve million valuation, teeing up and getting ready for their Series A. They make it easy for banks and credit unions to bank the unbankable traditionally, the cannabis businesses, the ATM businesses, providing a very important function here for customers today. Very enterprise motion. We'll see what happens next. Justin, thanks for taking us to the top.
0: Thanks, Nathan.